right, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're here recording on the Tuesday evening uh, for our 104th episode here, uh, re- recapping our previous week number 10, and then we'll get into our week number 11 here upcoming. Uh, for a lot of fantasy folks, two week number 11 is the trade deadline, so this is a big week for a lot of folks out there, whether you're uh, you know, selling for the future or you're buying for the win or you're just you know, trying to add another piece to compete if you're in those redraft leagues, what have you. It's a big week for a lot of folks out there. So this is a, it's an exciting week. Uh, it's an exciting week of football. Uh, next week, I'm I'm looking forward to, we got the Thanksgiving games. There's three on the Thursday. It's one of my one of my favorites of the year and no bye weeks that week. So lots of lots of football you had. And um, I'm excited for that one. But uh, I guess let's let's talk this week of football, I suppose. But before we get going here, we just, the two of us, Armand, uh, how's, uh, how's things going? I know you needed a big Monday miracle. Once again, another another Monday miracle for Armin. So I can only imagine our first day back from the break on the Tuesday was a good one. Yeah, I had a uh, I've hit two Monday miracles in a row in the in the in the staff staff league at the school I'm at, and man, it feels good coming in that day and just ready to rock and roll. But this this one was wild. So Sunday afternoon, my team starts going off. I have Hawkinson. I have, uh, who else do I have here that was going off? Pittman has a good day. Metcalf finishes is all right. Eckler puts up 21. Jalen Reed even goes off a little bit and puts up 20. So I'm feeling pretty good. I'm looking like the highest point getter of the week after the Monday app, early afternoon slate there. And then the guy I'm playing just starts going off. And in this league, if you if you're the high point getter of the week too, you end up getting uh getting a little money as well every week if you're the highest point getter. So he ends up Dak Prescott, Keenan Allen, and then Bijan Robinson, and he just goes off in the late afternoon slate and Sunday nighter, and I'm looking at it and seeing everything going from I'm going to be the highest point getter to potentially losing my matchup this week. Um, but then uh, I needed 21 points from Javante Williams and in, in the, uh, in this Monday night or last night, and he put up 21 exactly that touchdown at the end of the game gave me the win and the money for the most points of the week. So that guy I was playing ended up having the second most points on the weekend losing, which kind of sucks for him because he went off. But uh, it felt really good for me to be able to pull that one out. And uh, like this league's full PPR, like if that wouldn't have been a pass to Javante for that touchdown, I don't win. <laughs> like that's how close it is. Like I have 160.45 and he had 159.8. Just a tight matchup of two guys going off. I was a real catch twenty two with that uh, Javante touchdown because uh, I I'm choked that he got the touchdown because it made me lose not lose but like not get first place. Same in the in our DFS league, the number yeah. one point getter gets two wins, so you get, they get two wins plus twenty bucks. So it's a big win if you get first place. So I ended up losing first place by I think two points, which you know we were just talking about. You know, you're on one one side of the spectrum, you're pumped. One side of the spectrum, not so much. I mean, it's still I still got one win, but. I lost 20 bucks and another win on top of that, which kind of sucks. But, but at the same time, it got me the win because going into that game, um, I had kind of had this sneaky inkling that, okay, maybe Denver competes. 
maybe you know they they're looking pretty good i know we're going to talk about that in in the next segment here in norm and you want to touch base on that one but buffalo hasn't been looking all that good denver's kind of been other since they got smoked by miami they've been kind of looking sneaky uh defense has been good so you know what anything that happened this one they i think it was plus 290 or maybe plus 310 for denver I to think win last time i looked at it, it was plus 300 because i almost put money on it for denver to win too i just so, I jumped in on that. So I, I, I was kind of just being stupid, but I jumped in on that. Then I did another bet at <laughs> minus one ten from the cover the spread, which was seven and a half, which I felt uh, way more comfortable on. So I hit that. I hit the money line, and then I hit a part. <laughs> it was a court, court and Sutton touchdown, Denver money line, and then Josh Allen to throw an interception, and like he he hit that early. So I hit the Josh Allen interception before I even hit the court and Sutton touchdown, which like that court and Sutton touchdown. I'm talking about in my seven things you need to know about week 10. That might be the touchdown of the year. Like that was oh, incredible. I, I, I honestly thought he was throwing the ball away. I thought he threw the ball away. Yeah, I did too. I like did four, too. Fourth and two and you're throwing the ball out of bounds. Like, come on, Russ, like give it a chance. If you pick what, what's the, you know, no harm, no foul. And then all of a sudden it's like, it couldn't have been more of <laughs> the money. Like either Cortland caught that or it was, you know, thrown away. Like it, that was spectacular and here we are hyping up russell wilson and Cortland sutton if we were talking about this last season we would have sounded like a couple of meatballs but yeah i was hyping up russell wilson on a game where his average target depth was 3.4 yards hey he did what he had to do and (laughs) by that time he let just josh allen get his own way (laughs) but uh well we already kind of started talking about it but our quick question of the week we thought we thought about talking about you know trade deadline targets but we kind of just did that. Was it last episode of the episode before? We kind of threw some of those names out. So, you know, let's pivot. Let's do something a little bit different. And we're talking about teams that at this point have surprised us uh, going into just passing week 10, going into week 11. Like we For fantasy football season, we have four weeks left, which is like so bizarre to think. But then the NFL, obviously, uh, there's still a full full more eight weeks left in the, in the season. But we're over the halfway point. And what are some teams that are surprising, whether that be in the good or the bad? And um, Armand, we, we just started talking about, we were talking about Denver there a little bit. We might as well let you go first. Yeah. And sorry, everyone. I have the hiccups right now. Yeah, I'm this, trying not to hiccup in the microphone, but this is like the equivalent of Armand's flu game here. So <laughs> yeah. we're seeing him perform at peak performance. All right. So uh, yeah, my, my pick is Denver and like their, their wins are nothing here. I mean, the, their first win of this three-game streak was against Green Bay, who isn't the strongest team. But then they beat Casey, and they beat Buffalo. And I know Buffalo is kind of limping through here, and um, Josh Allen has um, been getting in his own way, as Jordan said. But they're still a good team, and they're still a team with Super Bowl aspirations. And for for Denver to beat Casey, the team that everyone's vying to take down and is looking to repeat again here this year, and Buffalo, another uh, an S Bob, as some people say, Super Bowl or bus team. Um, that's not nothing. And so I'm I'm interested to see how they finish the season because they could definitely get themselves in the playoff race and and see how they they do in the playoffs. Who knows? Um, they we know that 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 roster was pretty good before Russ came and they've been struggling here but it seems like they just needed a few weeks to to figure out Sean Payton's coaching style and his offense and everything and now they're rolling and they're talking a lot on the broadcast and if you look at it they're leaning on that run game heavy too mm-hmm. um yeah they're giving the ball to Javante 
a ton and they're letting him do his thing and then just asking Russ to manage the game and throw a few few good throws here and there. And he actually looked pretty good. The stats don't show it, but he yeah. looked pretty good in that game. I was back. just going to say, the big difference for him, his pocket presence this year compared to last year is night and day. Like last year, he stood in the pocket way too long and either got sacked or he would make a poor decision being rushed. Like how many times last night did he get pressure and then he stepped up in the pocket and then you could see he was making his checkdowns and then either he ran it for a six, seven yard pickup, then get them in the field goal range, or he'd find that he'd be looking for the survey and find that check down. And they picked up like 12 yards a couple of times with those little yeah. like option play. Like he's making good decisions, which. And that gross little flick he did a few times. Whew. Yeah. Like he's. Like I'm not I'm not talking here Russell Wilson top end quarterback, but he's making good decisions compared to what he did last year. Like he's it's he's not giving the game away, which is what Denver really needs him to do because Javante's been yeah. he's been doing what he needs to do. So well, and that that's been been Denver the last few seasons. They've just been looking for a quarterback who can like yeah. not be a liability for them. And Russ was a liability last year. He's not a liability now. Well, I was just looking at I think. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're a, a game out of a playoff spot right now. Are they not? They got to be close. Let me see if I can pull it up here quick. No wild card. Oh, they're four and five. So yeah, they're they're. I guess technically they're two out because Houston's got a seven spot at five and four. Oh yeah. So I mean, they're yeah, they're, they're two, two out. out. Yeah, but still, like playing good football compared to we were talking about this. After the Miami game, it's a different conversation, especially they were a team that were rumored to be sellers at the deadline too. So um, my my team I'm going to talk about was the other end of the of the game. And I thought about talking about Houston just because, you know, we expected them to be a write-off, but they're, they're competing. They're in a the playoff spot as well too. Uh, and they look good. Like that was a huge upset against Cincinnati. I know you're saying like, you know, the wide receivers are banged up a little bit, but like, that's a, that's a huge win. That was a big win yeah. in Cincinnati. Like that, Everybody's like, okay, well, you know, CJ Stroud's good, but this is a huge test and on the road, like he's going to learn in this game. Uh, I think he learned a lot because uh, he looked really, really good. I think he only threw for one touchdown though, uh, but I still think he threw for like 371 yards or something like that. So he still had a pretty good day, obviously. <laughs> um, but I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to talk about Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo like it's bad vibes and even Armin, we were talking in the group chat there and a couple of guys were or not in our fantasy group chat, but like in one of our leagues and the guys were talking about it and they said, well, like why though? Like why all of a sudden is Buffalo changed? And one I would say is the injuries, the defensive injuries they have right now is, is substantial. So that's why you're giving up quite a bit of points on the defensive side of the football, but the offense just isn't clicking. And uh, part of that is man, Josh Allen is making decisions very similar to what he made his first year when he had like, when he had more interceptions than he had touchdown receptions. Mm -hmm. Um, Like he still makes those big plays, those big arm plays, those big runs, those, even some of those throws where it's like, Holy man, like you are an elite talent, but then there's somewhere it's like, that is a clear double coverage with a, with a corner undercutting and you're trying to make that pass. And then you throw behind the receiver. It's like, that's a bad decision. And he's making a lot of those bad decisions, which is obviously not only stalling out the offense, but giving the ball over like that play. He threw that second, the second pick he had there right at the end of the second quarter Mm -hmm. where they stopped Denver, Denver gets a field goal. 
and now you got what are 48 seconds to go down try and get a field goal like yeah you're trying to push the tempo but at the same time you don't want to give Denver another chance to put up three more points or possibly seven and now this game's out of reach going into the third quarter and that's what he did the first first snap he underthrows that that uh, dig and it is like underthrown and that corner was reading that the whole way like that was just a bad read um, and that's the situation they're at right now at Buffalo. Do I think Buffalo makes the playoffs? They're five and five right now. They're one game of a playoff spot. Very likely they could. Uh, but have you seen the rest of the season schedule for Buffalo? Oh, they they don't have it easy. Man, that's they got They go through the grind here. I'm gonna see if I can try and pull it up because uh, I was just looking at it. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Oh darn, it's not gonna come up. Um, like they got to go through. I think it's New York, um, Jets, Philly. By KC, Dallas, Chargers, New England. Like, oof. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say they could make the playoffs. Like, they're definitely a playoff team. Like, they have the talent to do it. But you're going through a gauntlet here to finish the season. And there's some teams right now that are five and five or six and five that, um, or six and four, sorry, that have easy much substantially easier schedule than what they're going through here so well well even the jets game like that jet defense is good and if he's still making these mistakes they're gonna pick them apart yeah jets might actually be able to beat them their defense is still banged up and josh allen is making mistakes that a good defense is gonna take advantage of like if the playoffs start right now they're out which is also like cincinnati cincinnati's also out yeah of the playoffs which is hard to believe because those are two teams that were heavy favorites to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Jordan, how come you weren't talking about Detroit? Like, aren't we surprised about Detroit? No, there was no surprise (laughs) here. I was... Everyone was was talking about it. Everyone was predicting I was fully confident Detroit was... Did I think they're going to be seven and two? Uh, No, I did not. I will be the first to admit, but I did think they're going to win the division and go to playoffs. But I, I was reading a thing. There's three teams currently left after week 10 that have two or less losses. There's two that were in the Super Bowl last year and the Detroit Lions. That's the three teams left. Um, like they, that game, once again, talking about the seven things you need to know that I'm going to post on Instagram here. Like that Chargers game was fun. That was a fun game, man. Like I was a little concerned. I, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> like Detroit's defense is going to be their Achilles heel right now. Not necessarily their run defense, but their pass defense. Just with so many injuries they've had in that secondary, they need to get healthy if they're if they're going to have any chance of making some noise in the, in the playoffs. But they're they're a fun team to watch right now. And that 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 offense for the Chargers seemed like a get right game for them too because they went back and forth. And and Herbert looked. I think he threw for three three twelve and four. I think or something like that. He had a great game. It, that was that was a lot of fun. But anyhow. I'm uh I could ramble on about uh about this stuff for a while. So we'll keep it going. Man. Actually, no, I'll I'll plug him in when we get to the starts and sits here. Okay, perfect. Uh we'll get into some headlines insiders and headliners and then we'll uh get her going. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. Okay, rapid fire. Uh, New York Jets release RB Michael Carter. Um, kind of was a little. What is he? Was it last year? He had his little moment in the sun with with Jets, yeah. but uh, this was a uh, kind of a no brainer. Obviously, uh, not a no brainer that he was going to get released, but a no brainer that he was going to be outside looking in with Brees Hall coming back healthy, with Dalvin Cook getting signed, and then them drafting um, 
Israel, I can't even remember how to pronounce his last name. You were talking Anaconda. about Anaconda. Thank you. You were hyping him up in the offseason. <laughs> um, he was outside looking in, so this was inevitable. He will get picked up, I imagine. Uh, he's a pretty good pass catching back. Um, had shown some success early on in his career, so I imagine he gets picked up just to wonder by who. Devon A-Chain, uh, they've opened his window for 21 days to return off the IR. I don't know if it's this week that he'll be back coming off the bye. Um, that'd be awesome. If not, I imagine he'll be back the week following. T. Higgins in this big Thursday night matchup against Baltimore that, like, really, the, the Cincinnati Bengals need to win this matchup. T. Higgins is unlikely to play with the hamstring injury, so he'll miss another week. Keenan Allen, shoulder, considered day-to-day. He went down um, in the game against Detroit, came back, but was in a limited uh, snap throughout the uh, throughout that game following the shoulder injury. And then Zay Jones was arrested. He he missed his past week, but now he was arrested as well for a misdemeanor domestic charge. Um, unlikely we'll see Zay Jones for the remainder of the season, which is obviously a huge loss for, um, for Jacksonville's offense. But, I mean, like, we've seen this play out before. It's, like, that obviously doesn't belong in the NFL, doesn't belong in any situation. So it's obviously the league's got to do what they got to do and, and full agreements there. So studs and duds week 10 um, Armand. I like this one. And, and we're in, I'm not going to call it a Homer pick just because I like it. So <laughs> let's, let's go for it. Yeah. I don't think you can call this one a Homer pick because the positional advantage he gave you this week was massive. And that's my boy. Um, good old TJ Hawkinson with the Vikings here. And, Without uh, Jay Jeff, he has turned into the target hog that uh, Jay Jeff has been all season long. So, um, my guy, TJ Hawkinson, outscoring uh, tight ends by a wide margin this week. Former former line, too. So, I mean, I'm all for it. I, I also have him <laughs> in Dynasty, so I'm not mad about it. Um, I've had this guy as a stud, I think, twice now already this, uh, this season. And I'm throwing to him again because... Um, in my matchup in Dynasty, um, I was really concerned that I was going to lose my first matchup of the season. I was like, oh, my dream is dead. Here we go. But uh, C.D. Lamb had a huge game. And and not to the chagrin of uh, of Brandon Cooks, uh, who I was playing against in the same matchup. Brandon Cooks had a huge game. I think it was 10 receptions, 179 yards, and a touchdown. He, he was incredible. But C.D. Lamb just getting it done. Uh, 14 targets, 11 catches, 151 yards, and a touchdown. Also another, uh, it was like almost like a little end around, uh, 14 yards and another touchdown for 34 fantasy points. Like, C.D. Lamb is a superstar. He's a stud. He's a superstar. He is Dak Prescott's kind of water wings or life life jacket, what do you want to call it, whenever he needs <laughs> pick up, he needs those yards. He's looking for C.D., He's finding himself open in the end zones and he's been playing against some good defenses too. Like he's four weeks in a row. Now he's produced the last time he had, it was against, I think it was San Francisco four weeks ago or five weeks ago. So this is four continuous weeks in a row. Now of CD balling out. Um, if he had more touchdowns, we'd be talking about him as right now, the wide receiver one, if not, but I think he's wide receiver five on the season. And you only have four touchdowns so far the season, which is like hard to believe. Um, I want to vet that and make sure that's that is accurate that he only has the four. I mean, it's four receiving because I don't think the rushing one goes into that calculation. But regardless, he is having himself a very good season and a very good uh four game stretch here. So CD Lamb is my stud. He's not the first time he's been my stud, but uh <laughs> it's just it's a lot of fun watching him uh this season. Oh man, 
And that that Dallas game almost killed me. That was where that guy pulled ahead with his Dak putting up 41 points. And it was so annoying because they were up by so much and they just keep passing the ball, keep passing <laughs> the ball. I was like, stop. <laughs> I um I had originally my DFS lineup, I had CD and Dak stack, but all I kept oh. thinking was like, if Pollard punches in the first two, like this game's over, it's out of reach. So I was like, even though it's a juicy matchup, it's too sketchy. So I ended up pivoting, worked out with at least not to the high, you know, high um caliber i guess of points i would have got from those two but it still worked out in the long run but yeah those two had a, a nice little combo week if you had those for your stack uh stud of the week i actually armin i'm incredibly surprised you put this name down here this is like almost this is almost like a ricochet shot like you're shooting your shot at someone else and it backfires and hits <laughs> you in the foot to this is this kind of dud of the week for my dad, yeah, it's uh, it's Calvin Ridley, and he he put up another dud, only three points and half point PPR, two two catches for uh, twenty yards, and and it's just it's getting so annoying not being able to know when he's gonna have a good game and when it's not gonna be a good game because he he can have great games, he can have tons of points for you and be an asset to your fantasy lineup. And then he puts up something like this, and it's it just keeps going back and forth, back and forth. And even a even a matchup where it's like the San Fran defense isn't supposed to be great against the pass, like it's supposed to be a good wide receiver matchup in fantasy. It was not for Kelvin Ridley. Actually, it was not for any Jaguars <laughs> receivers this week. But uh, yeah, like uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I thought he was going to be a top five wide receiver this year. He is not living up to the hype that I put him up to. And I'm sorry, everyone, for letting you down there a little bit. Hopefully he turns it around, but I'm actively trying to sell him as trade deadlines loom here. That was uh, that was a frustrating one because San Francisco is a very, very good defense. Like, don't get me wrong, but their weak spot is to the wide receivers. So I was like, you know what? Like, it could be a sneaky little play by getting those guys in there. And no, <laughs> no, it, was, it didn't work out. <laughs> no. Um, not even a little bit <laughs> uh, I put my dud as he was the dud of the week but like it, him sucking kind of helped me in my one league so going into Monday night I have a five-point lead and I got the Bills kicker with a five-point lead a 5.2 lead or something like that and my opponent Brady a friend of the show here so I know you're listening to this one Brady so sorry I'm gonna bring this one up on up on you buddy but I I had like I was dead dead to rights playing against Stephon Diggs Stephon Diggs Monday night five point lead and I got a kicker like it's over start the bus and then Buffalo struggling I'm thinking okay maybe I got a chance but I still need them to kick field goals like I like I need to be able to keep up because Diggs is going to get his and then they get a touchdown kick the PAT flag then they go for two so I'm like hey I'm not gonna get any points here for my kicker like this is fun <laughs> but Diggs Puts up 4.9 points, five targets, three receptions, 34 yards, zero touchdowns. So 4.9 points wasn't even enough points to cover the the whatever the the, the gap I had on him going into the game. Uh, they ended up kicking uh, two PAT, so my kicker got two additional points. So I ended up winning that week, that little Monday night miracle I needed. But um, you know, so he he sucked, which helped me. But I know a lot of people were pretty bummed out by Stephon Diggs. This was seemingly a, a juicy matchup and it was going to be a nice little game for Stefan Diggs. not so much 4.9 and this isn't the first time he's had a tough go and there is definitely some rumblings right now in that uh buffalo locker room I, he i i think his was an instagram story he put up something like 
I asked for the ball and he said, yeah, go put on a Broncos jersey or something like that. Like there's some, it's not good right now. The fact <laughs> that he's putting that in, on his social media is, is says more than you need to hear. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Buffalo moving forward. Their bye week's not until week 13. So we still got three more weeks for them to try and figure their crap out here. Wow. Like, like the, the sink there, the, the ship is sinking currently right now. There's a gigantic hole and they're taking on water big time. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. And hopefully it's hopefully Diggs bounces back. And if not this, this could get ugly quick for uh first of all, Diggs, Diggs owners, but going into our upcoming week here. Uh, thank God we survived the bye weeks. And it was weird because four of the big offense, for sure three of the biggest offense in the NFL, plus another one with some big names on it, were bye weeks. But we still had some huge weeks and some huge fantasy production with these teams off, which was nice. It's awesome to see. But we welcome back the Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Rams, Miami Dolphins, and the Philadelphia Eagles. And the four teams going on by Atlanta Falcons, Indianapolis Colts, New England Patriots, and the New Orleans Saints. Now, there's a team that needs a bye week more than any team right now. It's the New England <laughs> Patriots. Boy, oh boy. Um, I think we've seen you got like obviously I'd ask Zach here if he was if he's here today, but um he's too busy water sliding. Yeah, he's uh he's he's got some pals in town and he's crushing the water slides, but Maybe that's what Mac Jones will be doing on the bye week too, because I don't think it's going to be game planning for week twelve. <laughs> um, do you do you think we've seen the end of Mac Jones? Uh, like I don't know. Them, they had one was in one and a half minutes left in the fourth to try and come back and win, like a game winning drive, and they put Zappy in for the game winning drive. So, I mean, you don't yeah. just make that decision and then just give it back to like he's he's been bad this year, like just flat out bad. Yeah, he has been. I maybe but they don't believe in zappy either who's no. left but i mean if you keep tanking you got a chance at uh caleb williams or um was it uh not is it may what's his yeah. camera's first name is I, may I from unc know. yeah you know maybe they just play mac jones all year long keep giving him experience hopefully show something if he ends up showing something maybe they can trade him if they get one of the first round picks to get one of those premier qbs in the draft or Maybe they just uh, just pick whoever and tank. No, well, maybe you just keep playing Mac and help you tank because apparently yeah, doing like that's that what I'm saying. Yeah, like, well I don't know why they don't give that Cunningham a chance, man. That Malik Cunningham, like he's dynamic. I don't like at this point your season's a write off just about. But that I think yeah. <laughs> well, we'll save the Patriot talk for Zach. He knows more than we do. Yeah, we'll let him rant when we hear. <laughs> uh, looking at our starts and sits, we man, we did pretty good. Like Zach had Tank Dell, big start. You had Josh Dobbs, big start. I had Tyler Lockett, big start. Gabe Davis, stinky. Saquon Barkley, stinky. Alexander Madison, wah wah. So we've we were I'd say we were six for six there, Armin. We we did okay. Yeah, and I was gonna say earlier, what about my guy Josh Dobbs here, man? Yep. He looks good. I'm I'm more excited for the Vikings now than I was when Kirk Cousins was playing. It's weird. I uh yeah, it's just a shiny new toy arm. It's a shiny yeah. new toy. <laughs> yeah, he's more dynamic than Kirk. Well, like going into bye weeks now, I think people should be confident in trying to trade for JJ. Lee Grant, I think he comes back this week. So the time to trade for him was obviously when he was on the IR, but people were pretty scared about what's this happen with no Kirk Cousins, like his Dobbs. And like, I think Dobbs is going to be able to support JJ. Is it going to be to the, the hyper focused, hyper percentage that Kirk Cousins was giving them I don't know are they gonna be able to move the oh, look at TJ Hawkinson this week 
Yeah, but there's like <laughs> look at how much he hit the tight ends in Arizona too. Like he supported yeah, Zachers, he supported Trey McBride. Which speaking of Trey McBride, man, he had a freaking heck of a week too. But yeah, so I'm curious. Like I'm gonna throw some feelers out. I think JJ's back this week. Maybe you can flip. You know, somebody that's been struggling a little bit, or like there's somebody that's been playing well. Sorry for JJ, the, the team that has been struggling. It's possible, but anyhow, we'll um we're six for six. Uh, no Zach this week, so I mean we could go four for four here, Armand, or well, we'll see. I guess our uh, our big starts and sits, but we'll uh, we'll start it off with you with our start of the week uh, against the New York Giants. Yeah, I got Brian Robinson. So last week he was actually RB one on the week. He put up a a big amount of points, and actually most of it was in the passing game. He had 119 yards receiving, which. Never really saw from him before, but he did have one huge catch for like 60 yards and a tutty there. Um, but the Giants are a nice soft matchup for him. And this last week showed that uh, that the commanders could use both Robinson and Gibson in tandem and both of them be fantasy relevant, which was pretty cool to see. And the Giants is a nice soft matchup. They should run the ball a lot and not be looking to air it out a whole lot. So um, if they're passing at two, even check downs to Robinson and, and Gibson. So I, I would be willing to even say start Gibson this week too. Yeah. He, I think Gibson put a 14 points himself. Like it's, it's interesting to see what's going to happen there, especially a matchup. That's like, I would expect Washington to win this one. I expect Washington to be up. I expect Washington to, to pound the rock. So, I mean, it's one of those ones where just the math makes sense there for sure. Yeah. Um, mine, I'm going back to the well. I had him as a start of the week before, and it was kind of like one of those. I said, I think I actually quote said, This is a rock throw, but the bye weeks are so bad, we're hoping for the best. And it hit, like, it <laughs> hit big time. But since then, he has gained the trust of Patrick Mahomes. And I'm going to start Rishi Rice. Um, he's the wide receiver one in that offense now. Obviously, he's not the first target. The first target is uh, obviously Traps Kelsey, but coming off the bye. Both teams came off the bye. This is the Eagles versus KC repeat of the Super Bowl from last year. And both teams are coming off the bye. I think this is going to be a phenomenal game. It's the Monday nighter. It's I think it's going to be a well thought out strategic game plan. I think there's going to be some fun, you know, plays, you know, some quirky stuff that's going to happen. I think this is going to be an exciting Monday night. Um, and if you throw Rice in that matchup, it's going to be a lot of fun because it's going to come down most likely to a Monday miracle, a quote unquote Monday miracle. Uh, but if you look at the statistics, they would heavily support the fact that you need to start a wide receiver against Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Travis Kelsey would be the primary target, but I would be pretty confident saying that he is going to be bracketed or, or heavily covered uh, for sure. The safety at least is going to try and stand over top and, and shadow where he's going to go, which might even open up the wide receivers even more than before. But if you look at the Philadelphia Eagles through nine games, they're averaging 30.6 fantasy points to the wide receiver position, which is like, a lot, a lot of fantasy points, 14 touchdowns, uh, 1800 yards. They've given up to, uh, to wide receivers this season. They're incredibly, incredibly good against the D against running backs, but, but wide receivers, they've been very poor so far this season. So I expect a lot of points. I expect the ball to be moving a lot. Uh, and Rishi Rice has been continuously showing, you know, that I'm, I'm a, I'm a wide receiver. That's going to be here. I've earned the trust of Patrick Mahomes. Like I'm just going to pull up here uh, what his statistics have been over the past um, over the past little bit, but he um, like I I'm thinking uh, what's his name there Armand um, 
uh, the KC had him. He went to the Jets, and then they traded for back to McCall Hardman. Yeah, McCall Hardman, yeah. Yeah, like, they brought in Hardman, and I think people thought, like, okay, this might be their wide receiver one or bringing him back in. But I, I don't think so. Like, against Minnesota, uh, I think that was the one where I said, hey, start him just as a rock three. Put up 11.3, but five targets, four receptions, and a touchdown. Then the next week against Denver, uh, four receptions for 72 yards, 10 points. Against the Chargers, 14.5, 60 yards. And then he also got a touchdown there. Uh, and then 7.6, 8.7, and now the bye week. And we see lots of times when it comes to rookies, it takes them the second half of the season or coming off the bye week where they, they really emerge themselves and take a step forward. But he's already kind of established himself as a good wide receiver and, and you know, earn, like I said, I've said it before, earn the trust of Patrick Mahomes. That's it's really important. But now off the bye week, second half of the season, um, he's a guy that would be an interesting trade for too. Because I don't know if it's going to take a bunch, but you're playing Philly, Vegas, Green Bay, Buffalo, New England, Vegas, and then Cincinnati for uh, your your uh, fantasy football finals. So I don't know if that's going to take a lot to get him, but uh, definitely a name I'd be, you know, trying to throw a couple of rocks out here on, on deadline day. Uh, finishing up here, Armand, let's do our uh, sits of the week. All right. So my sit of the week is Adam Thielen of Carolina Panthers playing against Dallas this week. That Carolina offense is just – even though Thielen has been having a great fantasy year, their offense has been awful. And I think Thielen is going to be their priority to take away from uh, Bryce Young. And uh, Dallas is a good defense that will take away that top receiver from him. And I don't even know if like Young's not just, he's just not going to have time to throw the ball either. Like it's, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. This one, it's going to be like Dallas has had some dominant wins. I think this is probably going to be one of their more dominant ones this year. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is like garbage time is the only thing that's going to keep uh feeling in, in the mix. I think for that one, Um, I said of the week, do not chase points. That's the only way I can say this. Like if you threw this guy <laughs> in your Thursday night lineups, he was the only guy that got a touchdown Thursday and it worked out for you, but it's, I think it's just going to be a disaster. If you put Deontay Foreman in your starting lineup against Detroit uh, it was a it was a shootout this last week against the Chargers. There's no way Chicago was going to be able to put up that many points like the Chargers did. It's not the same offense. But even if you looked at last week, he got 16.2 fantasy points, 80 yards, one touchdown, and then a couple of receptions. Great. John Foreman had a great week. But Khalil Herbert was not back. And there was rumors that if Khalil Herbert was coming back off the IR, he was going to play, that Deontay Foreman could be a healthy scratch. Now, that's not all the possibility here against the Lions, that he could be a healthy scratch if if Herbert is healthy. That's not all the possibility. But the fact that the Lions are still a top-five defense against the running back position, uh, they are still only giving up 12.9 fantasy points per game. Um Total, I think, is five touchdowns throughout nine games. So it's pretty unlikely that they're um, going to be able to move the ball against Detroit, uh, especially how good Detroit's run defense has been. Like I said, the the way to beat them is through the air. Um, I just see this being as a not a great opportunity, especially if Khalil Herbert is going to be back in the lineup. At worst, there's going to be three of them split. I should say, at worst, he's a healthy scratch. Next plan B is that there's three of them and they're splitting targets or splitting receptions. So I just uh, don't see a very good outcome for him. So don't be chasing points. I know you got real lucky. It was great. You got, you put up some points on the Thursday nighter. Don't, don't, don't chase those points. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave them on the bench here and, and we'll, we'll regroup in the following week. So, um, 
anything uh anything you want to mention here armin before we uh wrap this one up i think it was this episode 104 uh week 11 and anything you want to add here maybe some some uh some final wiz- final wisdoms final words of wisdoms you know what i'll throw out a name here to to look at trading for and it's from the green bay offense so it's not too exciting <laughs> or sexy but it might be a guy you can get for kind of cheap that's been starting to kind of catch on and he's a rookie wide receiver and that's Jaden reed oh yeah um, actually i like, kind of like it yeah so you might be able to to sneak him off a guy sneakily and he might be thinking that he's actually selling high when really he's, he's uh, still selling him kind of low. So see if you can uh, pick him up. He he's actually looking really good. I I think he might actually be the, the number one receiver on that team right now, <laughs> to be honest. It'd be a scary start because you still got Dobbs. You got him, you got Watson. It'd be a it'd be a sketchy start, but he just keeps getting it done. Like I think he's got what was it three weeks in a row with a touchdown. Like he just he's just yeah. producing. It's yeah, it's been it's been fun because rookie wide receivers, man. Yeah, man. Like I I've been forced to start him a few times in the staff league, and you know what? I've been thankful that I've had to because he's been giving me points. <laughs> that's my Cortland Sutton right now. Actually, Najee <laughs> Harris. That's that's a guy I'm sneaky throwing some targets at, man. He's starting to get it moving and. Yeah. maybe i'll cut that part of the episode i don't know but it feels <laughs> it feels greasy but it's been good anyhow that's gonna do it for episode 104 on behalf of armin myself and zach who's unable to be here today thank you very much for listening to the podcast everybody uh get on those uh get on those waiver wires get on those trade targets and let's get active in week 11 take care everybody thanks for listening talk soon